Hello everyone and welcome to the Misty Music Podcast with me, Lucy, and David, of course. Hello. David. Yay. Yes. Did it, was that better? That's a, that's the best intro we've, we've done. Do you think so? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me taking the lead a wee bit on things today for our new podcast, which is Marianne Faithful's Before the Poison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, normally we kind of talk about our tweets and things and messages Aye. we've had, but we've only just put out... The Liz Fair one yesterday. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just waiting on all the feedback from from Liz Fair. From basically Talk Kevin. About, yeah, Kevin, we're waiting on Kevin. <laughs> waiting messaging Kevin. us. Maybe Rob. Rob yeah. gets on there a few ones as well, right enough. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. I think Ian as well, Ian. Ian as well, I think might be another one that jumps in there at times. But yeah, yeah, well, waiting on these guys. and Waiting on the feedback. Well, it's one less thing I don't have to do, so we can just dive right into <laughs> my choice, which is Marianne Faithful, which I think is the most excited I've been to record a podcast is this one. Really? I think so, yeah, because at the end of the last one, when I suggested it, you said it was going to be a struggle. You thought it was going to be a struggle mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, a wee bit on the album. So, Before the Poison, released in 2004, uh, our 17th album, studio album. There's a lot of collaborations on this one, which we can speak about a wee bit more. But um, the reason I chose this album, this particular one, is because I think it's a fantastic album. There's bits I'm not mm-hmm. sure about and uh, I could kind of question but the reason I got into it was I'm sure this you've probably worked out already this was exactly about the time that I started getting into PJ Harvey mm-hmm. so I first saw PJ Harvey supporting Morrissey in Glasgow I went to go see him and he she was supporting him and when was that Lucy? there must have been that year because it was this, it was this album it was when You Are The Quarry came out ah ok because I it was it though the old SEC, the old... Ah, I saw him in there. Did I see PJ Harvey then? I did a... Maybe one of the ones that's, you know, you're, you're late for your work and stuff and you, you can... You can I, I think I might have been at that gig. It was that one and, and PJ Harvey, who I'd never heard of before, was supporting and it was like, well, you know my feelings on PJ Harvey. It was just... Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I was only like 15, I think. If it was 2004, I would have been 15. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of blew my mind and... I was frantically trying to buy all the best back catalogue of PJ Harvey and this album came out round about the same time uh-huh. or just just after I was getting it. So naturally, uh, I bought this album and listened to it all. And, and, and so that's how I picked this album and got into this album. Mm-hmm. PJ Harvey's obviously a, a collaborator on it. So yeah, that's, that's how I came to this album. In my opinion, just kind of an overview uh, is kind of, tragic and dark is what you would probably expect from Marianne Faithful but I cannot wait anymore can I have to hear what you your kind of first thoughts on it right well just so I know how big to go how big to big this album up or how to be a player (laughs) you just be you just do you (laughs) as they say as the kids say or whatever talking about PG Harvey I I saw her for the first time because well like I said the gig we talked about I have no memory of seeing her at that gig, so I mm-hmm. think I must have missed her because I'm, I'm fairly sure I was at that gig. Because I saw Morrissey the first time at the Barrowlands. It was before he had the record deal. Um, so I'm in Paisley Town Hall as well. Yeah, I seen him in Sterling Town Hall. Sterling Town Hall. Oh, we've talked about this. That, that yeah. we, the, the next time round, yeah. of what, which yeah. was 
I've never feared for my life so much as I did at that concert, man. <laughs> just everybody just trying like to get, get to him. grown men throwing themselves off the balconies and that. And they were even selling Morrissey knickers. I, it was frantic, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame he's such a cunt now, you know? So, yeah. Um, but the tunes, I mean, you know, people say, ah, it's Smith, Sammy Soul stuff. His soul stuff, I think, is fucking highly underrated. Highly underrated, is. you know? Anyway, right, we're not talking about Morrissey or yeah. PG Harvey. Well, no, no, yeah, well, PG Harvey. The a first time I remember world. seeing PG Harvey was actually it was um, at Glasgow Green, and it was this kind of big bill. The Red Hot Chili Peppers headlined it, who are just fucking dull. Um, Electric Six were playing it, you know them that had game arm and all that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they were fucking good. They did a, they did their cover cover of Radio Gaga, which I fucking loved. Um, right, you know. And uh, have you ever seen the video for Radio Gaga Electric Six? Yeah, uh, not Electric Six's version, though. Oh, you should see it because he, he's dressed up as Freddy and he comes out of the grave and all that, and he's a ghost and he's dancing and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he's sitting at a bar with a pint next to all these poodles, and the poodles have got pints as well. And I don't know if they'll oh. be Brian May or something. Or, <laughs> but, <laughs> but apparently, there was like some Queen fans are like, oh, that's that's fucking, you know, that that's disrespectful. What's that? Oh, it's it was crass. funny as fuck, Mate. you know. <laughs> um, you know, and I love Queen, you know, so um, as you probably already gathered if you listen to this podcast but anyway yeah it was that bill so Electric Six were on there who were great and and that's when I first saw PJ Harvey my, my um, girlfriend at the time my now wife um, she, was a, she was a PJ Harvey fan at the time and still is um, so I and it was probably around about the same time 2003 2004 something like that maybe um, so yeah so yeah she's obviously all over this album um, yeah. so yeah um, so when you suggested this um Obviously, we said at the end of the last episode, yeah, I'm aware of Marianne Faithful, and you know, the name rings a bell, and well, not more than rings a bell. I kind of know, I know what she looks like. I, don't ask me about any tunes because I'll not be able to tell you any. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go that you far. You know, she was on, you knew she was on the Metallica song, and I knew she was on the Metallica song, yeah, um, which we might that talk great about. Song. Yeah, we should talk about that. So I knew her from that, and that was the last. I think that was the last, uh, the only thing I've, only time I've heard her sing um, up until yeah. I listened to this album, which I don't think was a, a very great example of a voice, and, and mm-hmm. by any stretch, and and the Metallica songs bollocks anyway. So, and that's the thing. See, when you mentioned Marianne Faithful, do you know this? You mentioned so- certain people, and there's a feeling it evokes, mm-hmm. whether you know enough about them or not, and the yeah, feeling. You've got a- yeah, you've got a feeling, and my feeling yeah. was kind of just like an internal groan. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's just because of that song, that Metallica song. I think it's just because I saw her going, uh, uh, and I just then it was just oh. so it's kind of like that. So I based yeah. I based everything I know on Marianne Faithful on that probably that one moment. And to, um, to be fair, just to kind of jump in, you did share the music video with me, I and did, I listened yeah. to it, and I can confirm that she just groans kind of throughout like it's just a noise for a week you know so yeah. I can get why that's been your kind of perception there yeah and I, um, I think it even ends with her I'm pretty sure it ends with her just going no 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 and it's just nothing else and it just fades out <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, anyway so yeah so that it was that kind of um, so well what I would say is you sent me a link to watch a documentary about yeah. Marianne Faithful, and I watched that two nights ago, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I did because it gave me context 
on Marianne Faithful, and it, it, I now know I've, got, I've now got a reasonably good idea of who she is as a person. You know, yeah. um, at least at least what she's telling us. You know, the public and the listener yeah. and everything, um, which is good um, yeah. because I feel I'd already listened to the album. Mm-hmm. When you sent me the would sent me the, the documentary because I probably would have still parked the documentary because uh, as I said in with the Liz Fair thing I want to hear the music first I want to be yeah although I had heard, heard of Marianne Faithful and I've I've got a feeling about her still I wanted to just attack the music first and and just listen to that and then I'll, I'll fill in the gaps afterwards but that's kind of how I did it so I did I did watch the documentary and I thought it was a really well put together documentary yeah it's quite uh, an old one now I think yeah it was I think late, it was late. 99 or something ah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be taken off a VHS um, because because yeah. it was losing like so times <laughs> times the sound was going to air and she'd be talking to you, but yeah, yeah, you're rubbing in here and yeah, like oh, that's the old tape stretching on the VHS there. Yeah, and they dodgy kind of because it must have been an American show because it kind of the dodgy with Mary back with. So, but no, that documentary was was really, really. It was it was although it looked like it was on some cheap <coughs> cable station or something. It was actually really well put together. I thought, yeah, um, it was all right. And uh, the good thing about it, because I was kind of worried that when I was watching it, is it going to be one of those ones I've not got the license for the music? So, have you seen those really bad ones when they don't have license for the music? They're playing this really yeah. shit like library music yeah. in the background, you know? Because, but it wasn't that, and you got to hear. Um, or, or music, but what I'll do is, is I'll probably come back to that documentary as we talk about the the album, okay. and, and then we talk about Mary and Faithful in general, because I want to talk about the album first. I dislike nothing on this album. Yeah, David, you're, you're gonna wow. need you're gonna need to try harder, Lucy. You know, to to get me to dislike something you're suggesting. No, well. <laughs> no, the only, I, I, that was your, not that was your prerogative or anything. But no, you know, that was my plan. It was when you said about um, when you said about Metallica. I'm like, oh, the the voice could just be enough to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't do it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Going on with, with kind of what I was saying about my choice for this, I think, and and like we'll touch on the p- bits in the documentary and things we know of Marianne Faithful story. My my kind of logic for picking this is. She's an old hand, eh? Mm-hmm. She's kind of been through it, all, everything, all the decades that we've kind of spoke about, like had looked at albums through. Yeah. She's kind of in that genre of what a lot of the music we like. And it, she's a bit of an oddball in it. And I think there's a bit, I think this album shows a bit of the respect that she kind of deserves mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of contributors on it, with how well it actually does work. It's not a, um, I don't think it's a a vanity project uh-huh. or anything like yeah. that. I think, you know, I, th- I think it is quite a good testament to somebody that's kind of been through it all, 17th album, and can still kind of make it work. Whether she writes mm-hmm. absolutely everything on it, where it can contribute. I, I can believe this album, and I can believe it as being Marianne Faithful without being... You know, um, like what is what the hell is going on here? This yeah. is like old has been or anything like that. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's some story. You know, yeah, totally. The album. Um, I mean, it, it's a really excellent piece of work. The album, it really is. Um, 
And that's the thing, I mean, I, I thought you would know me by now, Lucy, to know that if it's dark, it's always got a chance for yeah. me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this yeah, is dark, I know. you know, and, and oh, it's, it's good, yeah. it's, it's dark, it's, it's, it's you know, brooding, it's, but it's, with all that, you know, there's, it's quite minimalist at times, um, but it's so well composed, it's so well played as well through the whole, the whole thing. And you're talking about the different writers, obviously PJ Harvey, Nick Cave, Damon Alborn, um, our producer, I think, what's on our with one of the songs. And it, it still, still sounds cohesive. It doesn't sound like it's like multiple collaborators. It sounds like a, just a cohesive album that's been yeah. put together um, with, with one thread, if you know what I mean, going through it, um, which yep. is quite quite strange given um, given it's, it's three different writers, and f- well, four different writers overall. But yeah, yeah, I was I was really impressed with this, and and when I put it on uh, for the first time, and that's the thing, I must admit, I have not listened to this as much as the albums we normally listen to. But that's been a time thing; it's just been okay. I've been caught up in other things. Um, and normally when that happens, Lucy, I would maybe get in touch with you and say, "Listen, can we can we postpone till later in the week, or can we maybe do it next week? I just need more time with the album." But I felt that I had the gist of it, even with less listens. I felt that I kind of had had the had had my hand a handle on the album, um, so I thought, no, let's let's do it. Um, yeah. But it's when I first heard her voice, I was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of it's it's one of those voices that, um, you know, sometimes you know you you you'll see this person's not a singer, but there's character and there's something there that makes it yeah. appealing. And I would say that's probably similar for her. her I don't think she's a great singer. Um, she would probably admit that herself, I'm sure. But there are moments on this album when she does sound good. You know, she, yeah. do, she does sound like a good singer. I just think overall, she's probably just someone who's kind of unique. So she's getting away with, you know, maybe sounding a bit rough or a bit kind of like, you know, like the, the kind of, you know, you mentioned has been kind of that, or whatever you want to call it. You know, because nah. um, I suppose if you were to play the like the first thing she released, you know, the one there was is, is it um, as tears go by was that yeah, the first single? Jag- yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the Jagger wrote and stuff, and Keith Richards. I mean, if you played that and then went right, this is where she started. Then put this on, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck happened to her? You know, she must have had yeah. a terrible life. You know, no, it kind of sounds actually- like that. You know, it's it's that. Yeah. She, there's a reason for it. I think she had chronic laryngitis. So okay. she so the first records in in the 60s that she re- released it was a really soft kind of yeah yeah really yeah. soft kind uh-huh. uh, of innocent voice that was also part of what they were trying to portray with with her image in in the yeah. in the late 60s. Um, but I think she had chronic. She's been plagued with health issues throughout right. her life. Okay. Like like how she's still alive, God knows. Eh? Um, she's been like just and she had chronic laryngitis and then when she came out with one of her biggest albums um, uh, it was it, it, it was totally different mm-hmm. it was totally um, it was that deep raspy voice that was um, was that broken English? But that was broken English when she came out with that which is probably her most well known album and kind of you know it was a bit of uh, uh, like a not a shock, but it was a, mm-hmm. a bit of a revelation. I thought that when it came out, so um, yeah, and she had this this really deep and mm-hmm. like it's not aggressive voice, but it's just so deep mm-hmm. and so husky and and 
quite unique, eh? Yeah, we were talking about aggressive and things like that, and and um, the one thing that that when watching that the the documentary, um, I, I, if anyone's want to watch it, I think I think it's just a. Uh, I can't remember what the title of it is, but um, but even if you type dreaming, in dream, it's dreaming something. Dreaming, yeah. So Marianne, yeah. Marianne Faithful dreaming documentary. You'll probably find that if anyone's interested. But it's that performance where she's in the church. They're showing quite a lot of footage of it. Yeah. And when I was watching that, and those those bits, I'm like, man, there there is something totally about this this person as an artist. I'm watching her, I'm like, and she's the way she's singing and the way she's putting things, and I'm like, man, there's substance here, and a lot of it. Do you know, and, and, it, and it, it was one of the ones that's like, I'll, I'll, I'll probably try and seek it out and watch the full the full gig if it's if it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and there's, the, the, you know, this, the song where, you know, we're talking about Liz Fair's song on the, the last album, you know, where, you know, you were like, kinda, Yeah, the explicit, it was like, I've never heard anything. And then so, you've got that yeah. song, uh, was it, what, what do you, what was the... No, I do because when I was watching the documentary again, I had a laugh to myself having said just the week before <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I've never heard anything so explicit. So, and then and I'm then, listening to this going, yep. "God, this is this is hardcore <laughs> explicit." Aye, absolutely. Um, yeah, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? There we go. Why'd you do it? And apparently, she didn't. She didn't write the lyrics as well, but mm-hmm. it kind of. It kind of sounds sounds like she would have, you know, and it's totally believable <laughs> that that you know, um, you know, why'd you do it? She said, "Why'd you let her suck your cock and all that?" And and I was yeah. like, "Why'd you spit on my snatch?" Snatch, snatch is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it? Snatch is a horrible one. <laughs> um, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? You know, and it goes on and on, but. It, when she was performing that as well, and it was the kind of like the the way she's spitting out the words and. And just, just so fucking believable. Do you know that she's yeah. she's 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 fucking believing every word that she's, you know. So, so I'm so glad I watched that documentary, as I said at the start, because it really gave me a good context on on her, her as an artist. But also, yeah, as you said, the life she's 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 led and how exploited she'd been, um, and. You know, obviously, you know, it starts off with her basically saying, you know, she worked with that producer that says, I don't really care if you can, you can sing or not, if you've got the image, we'll go from yeah, there. Yeah, that's how she was kind of, she was spotted, that's how talent yeah. was spotted in the 60s, like, yeah. you look good, can can she yeah. sing? And I think she even makes the comment that it was a person she was spoken, she was with, that, that he spoke to, uh-huh. you know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't even directly her, it wasn't, can you sing? It's like, can she sing? Ah, and yeah, a, wee, yeah, yeah. a wee bit background, I mean, she's posh, eh? So ah, her, her yeah, mum yeah. was a kind of Austro-Hungarian ballet dancer, aristocrat, mm-hmm. her, her, her father was an MI6 agent, so mm-hmm. right off, you know, that's not a normal it's child. Normal, it's you know? no, no, like, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, in, in England, when she, yeah, she went to a party when she was like a kind of late teenager, and that's kind of how she was sporting, because she was beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of Maybe typical, not typical of the sixties, but it would be what I would think a kind of sixties pinup would. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. like would yeah. would look like, and um, and and yeah, you're right. Absolutely, I think maybe what we're kind of coming to realise, maybe in more recent years, is yeah, she was she was actually absolutely exploited and mm-hmm. suffered probably at, at, at off, off the times and. You know, so which we can kind of maybe come to realise a bit more now. But yeah. in saying that, she's resilient. Probably one of the most resilient people 
mm-hmm. singers that I listen to and kind of being able to make it work through for her and kind of some some. I, th- way. I think that's it. It's, it's when she said she said that you know the whole that whole drugs bust with the stones and and the lies that was talked about are doing these silly debauched things or whatever, and it was all lies that the papers had made up and turned her into you know this this like slot they'd be called yeah. and all this kind of stuff and that's just fucking disgusting um, and then the stones walk as she was saying the stones walk away like you know bad boys you know uh, yeah. kind of stones at it again yeah. you know and I walk out there I come out about looking like a total harlot you know and all this kind of yeah, stuff yeah because I think she was the only woman at the party yeah, and she was yeah. naked she'd come out the bath in a fur rug and, exactly and, um, and even Keith Richard says that he says that's, that's what it was a police and she just covered herself up it wasn't like yeah, you, know, yeah. and they, you know um, and then obviously the press twisted it all and all that but it was interesting how she said I used that you you said I'm the I'm this person and I used that I, I basically turned it I play, started playing that person yeah. that the press said, yeah. said I was so that fuck it you know uh, yeah, which is sad, but I get, I yeah. get it, and um, you know, I, 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 even I remember when I was getting into this album at the time. Like I was, like I said, when I was looking on the internet for Marianne Faithful, that was one of the first stories I read. Right, the, right. The, the kind of, you know, I'm not even going to say it. That the, the one that every, you know, it's known. I'm sure you'll be able to find it, but um, that was one of the first stories that came up. Mm. So yeah, it just shows you how kind of it, like thankfully it's. Maybe a wee bit more awareness or what? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of uh-huh. changed, eh? So, yeah, she came out of that a lot worse, and it absolutely hindered probably the trajectory that she was on. Yeah, and yeah, she was. I think the newspaper article the next day was like naked woman and naked girl, like yeah, whatever. And it was the idea on cracking down on like sex and drugs or what. So, um, yeah, and probably a pivotal moment for for where Marianne Faith, Faithful kind of ended up go any eh? yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah but yeah no no really really kind of um i think you're talking about resilience i you know that, that kind of that that, that it, it's weird because it's like she when she speaks she's not speaking like give me sympathy she's basically saying <sighs> she's sitting with a cigarette like this happened oh, yeah. that happened then this happened you know she's you know because i think it is it's just, she's like and i came through and Fuck me, you know. Wow, you know, I yeah. would, would have killed many people. You know, even the heroin addiction and and everything. And and yeah, I mean, yeah, resilient is the word. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's not easy because because it's not easy being. I you know I, I can I can only speak as a man, but I it's, it's not easy being female, especially in the in the entertainment industry. But at that time as well, like you're saying. And even now we changed changed attitudes. It's we're still not fucking there, you know. And and yeah. and and for her to get through all that, and with the fucking added kind of um, pressure or whatever you want to call it, the added um, handicap of being a, a female artist as well. Yeah. Even even if she wasn't dealing with all the other shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's 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 so fuck. And for her to come out of that looking strong as fuck. And and I'm sure she's had her moments where, you know, it's been exceptionally, exceptionally tough for her, you know. Um, but she just looks like. I, I think she came out well for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's what it. Totally. It's what I think she came out as best she could, I think, under the kind of circumstances. Because, like you say, you kind of touched on it there. There was massive heroin addictions, uh, overdoses in, 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 in Australia, where. 
you know, it was or attempted yeah, yeah. suicide, uh-huh. whatever it was. Our, you know, our child was taken off her at one point. Mm-hmm. She was homeless, living in slums, you know, yeah. and then all the kind of crap that comes, all the shit that comes with addiction and what, and then getting clean and and um, one of the most interesting things on that documentary was when she said that you know she she got it got mentioned about going for treatment and uh, she she says oh yeah I'll go for treatment or you know I've got a bit of a problem or what and whoever she was speaking to says don't you think it's a bit more than that and she says that was the thing yeah that, it's a bit more serious than serious that and that, that was the yeah. thing what and I'm like well you know fair play and anybody that can kind of come out of that and uh, come out of addiction or what and and um you know I um. I think she's come out here as best as she could and yeah, still, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. she recorded this album in her, in her 50s, it would be, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's there is a kind of fuck you attitude that I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know I like that with a lot of the artists I've yeah. kind of picked. There's a kind of, there's a kind of, uh, no, I'm kind of doing it my way. And I mm-hmm. think definitely with Marianne Faithful, I, th- I think she has, you know. Yeah, totally. Totally, and, and and I think this album, it's it's coming back to this album. I think it's um, it's is is, I, I mean, okay, yeah, okay. She's worked with a lot of the the artists that were at the time, you know, and and, and still um huge, you know, huge alternative artists, um, and but that's what it's it sounds like an album that could be up against any of the the kind of alternative indie albums of the time. And stand, stand, yeah. stand right next to it, you know. Um, but not, yeah. not with no caveats, like you know. But so and so worked on it, and this just, just as a, a piece of music, you know. That's I think that could stand next to you know the the albums of the time, um, quite easily. Um, and I, I think yeah. that's that's what it is. So it's not this, it's not this kind of. It, it doesn't strike me as, you know, you could you could blame Bowie for this, you know. Certainly, nineties trying to grab onto. Styles that were popular at the time, you know, old days we drum and bass thing, old days, you know, industrial thing, and yeah. you know, and and yeah. you know, and and fine, I, I don't dislike that stuff, but it's not like that. It's not like she's tried to try to kind no, of latch on a, a latch on to a kind of a, a, a thing that was happening at the time. You know, it wasn't the zeitgeist. It was just, you know, obviously, I don't know how these people got in touch. You know, I don't know how it, it was it was put together, but it. It just sounds like let's just make some 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 good tunes here, you know. Yeah, and I think it's authentic. It it sounds like Marianne Faithful. It's yeah. not it, like you say about people kind of picking things, um, picking styles of the time or what, tr- trying to make this record or that yeah. record. I think the I think the way certainly I know uh, P. J. Harvey approached Marianne Faithful and said she would like to work with her. She right. went to a concert of hers when she was in New York and said she would wanted to work with her. And then I think with Nick Cave, they met mutually at a fashion show and he asked if he could write something for her and then it kind of naturally went from there. Um, And Damon Alburn had wrote a song for her on her album before that. Right, right. So they had worked together on on that. So um, that's how um, the song that he contributed on this uh, kind of came about. Um, But I mean, the track listing for this album, there's The Mystery of Love, uh, My Friends Have, uh, Crazy Love, Last Song, No Child of Mine, Before the Poison, There Is a Ghost, uh, In the Factory, Desperanto and City of Quartz. And when I was kind of jotting down my notes for this, I couldn't write the contributors down. I mean, PJ Harvey writes three <laughs> of the songs and 
and then her and Marianne Faithful write two, mm-hmm. and then a th- Nick Cave writes one song, and then they took two that I might be getting middle tier writes, and then of course the Bad Seeds play on a couple of the the tracks that Nick Cave's mm-hmm. on, and then uh, Sydney of Quartz with John uh, Bryan, he's you know the producer, there, is it? yeah, yeah, and yeah. then P J Harvey produces the songs that she's written on, and then vice versa, uh-huh. and then Rob Ellis is in there, and you know there's the contributors to it is kind of madness, eh? Yeah. Um, but like you say, it does it does go together quite well, and that's not surprising, particularly maybe when Nick Cave and PJ Harvey is... Yeah, because they're not a million miles kinda, away from each other, I suppose, yeah, stylistically. And, yeah, 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 and it's, it's a lot of people's wet dream flaming mm. PJ Harvey and, yeah. and, and Nick Cave, eh? So um, I, I, I can see it. Um, do you have any... Favourites on the yes, album? Is there anything that I stands do. out for you? Definitely is. No Child of Mine's one of my favourites. Oh, David, man, yes. Um, uh, yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. It's um, um, the piano, I love the piano. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, like I said in the last episode, I'm a sucker for piano when it's done a certain way. And it's just when it's done that kind of really, it's up in the high higher kind of notes and and the minor chords that I don't know who who's I know it's uh, P G R playing the piano or who yeah, it is. Yeah, it's P G R playing. I thought it yeah, would. I, yeah. I, 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 and I, I, I think she plays the piano as well, eh? Aye, right. I, that was my feeling. It probably would be her, but the same minor chords she hits and all that. The, again, that darkness in there and and it's a quite a long song. I mean, it's what six or six minutes, yeah. isn't, isn't it? Um, and um, but again. Marianne's voice is excellent on it. You know, it is really, really good yeah. and really kind of, um, and it kind of when when the way she sings, it's like it, I kind of understand that, that PJ Harvey was involved. It kind of it kind of reminds me of her, even though she's no. I know I know she's doing kind of backing vocals and the and the ones that she's involved in and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the uh, uh, friend, uh, what's it called? Uh, my, my friend's half, half, you know, she's doing that backing vocal thing on that, um, you know, PGRV, and that's really cool because it's that high kind of like voice that she does. That, yeah. That's, anyway, I'm talking about another song, yeah. But um, but even the change in this song when it kind of just changes into almost that campfire thing at the end when it's just acoustic and it's Fucking just the two it. voices, you know, it just takes that that left yeah. turn and just does this, uh, um, and then just towards the end of the song, I guess kind of cello thing it's it's almost like a backward sound and it's like a cello and it's kind of like pitch shifting and just we kind of we kind of like sonic things happening that that, that just that just uh and, th- and th- there's there's a lot of that through the album um but this song just the vibe of it the darkness the broodiness of it um the change like i say is just really really it, it kind of shouldn't work but it does because um, yeah. you could argue it kind of takes you out of that darkness and stuff and all that, but I think the change just it kind of makes sense. It's almost like the like the first part of the song is kind of claustrophobic and, and kind of like tense and all that. And then it just it's almost like you know let's say let's go with claustrophobia thing, but you've found the door and you've opened and the air's coming in and you know the, the acoustics yeah. come out and it's like kind of like that a wee bit you know to me. Um, but no, no, I, I think this is this is. Absolutely excellent. That song. Yeah, I mean, for for me, the you know the the kind of swaying guitar that happens at the start, mm. you know, it's the the change in chords. It's like dun, da, 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 dun, da, 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 all the way through it. 
Um, and the way Marianne Faithful, it's like that question I answer, you are, you know, it's like re- really deep, you are my child, and then it goes higher, you know, she, she kind of replies. I'm not even going to try, I've been trying for the last couple of weeks to sing like, like her, and it's just, it's just terrible, eh? So, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I love that kind of answer, question and reply um, vibe for it. Because there's not a lot of lyrics I, in it. It's such, it's, it's no, just, it's not, just got a lot of repetition I mean, and stuff, but it, it does the software for that, you know? I mean, the lyrics the lyrics are good and it's obvious, it's about somebody, that, you know, telling their child to kind of go out and experience yeah, yeah. the world or, uh-huh. or, or what. And, and um, I think... I think PJ Harvey's vocals soften Marianne's quite a bit. Yes, they do. You yeah, know, at yeah, times yeah. it just it it gives it a, a a bit more um, a density to the songs. It just kind of you know it, it it not pads it out, but yeah, but it gives a softness and a different mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Yeah, that yeah. I love the bit where it goes, uh, it it breaks at the end mm-hmm. to the to, to the bit and. And I, I flame and grab my guitar now, but it's it, it, that the chord changes and stuff. It's just brilliant. Eh? And yeah. PJ Harvey's actually re- recorded just that end part on her album that was kind of coming out at the same time eh, on Aha uh-huh Hush. So there is a wee excerpt on on her album ah, of just yeah, that end. Right. But and and it's funny because for me being as big a PJ Harvey fan, I I, I, I could it sounds like her a lot of the stuff that mm-hmm. she's written on this. It's it's very kind of typical of her at, at the time, but I couldn't imagine her actually singing these. You know, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it really, it, I, I, I can tell a million miles away that that, that it's a PJ Harvey song or, or or an influence on it. Um, it, it, it's it's different enough that um, I can enjoy it differently. You know. Mm-hmm. And I love the clapping, you know, that I have yeah, yeah. for it. Like, yeah, forgot you know, about that, actually. Just, yeah, yeah, that, that rhythm, eh? Mm. Uh, like, that's one wee bit, if I'm picking up my guitar or something, that's that's a kind of happy thing that I'll maybe play for for a wee while, just to, yeah. just to, um, you know, lighten up. Yeah, it's a, it's a great song. It's a favourite. Absolutely. It is. And, um, and again, I think another one of the ones I really liked is the, There Is A Ghost. Um, yeah. Again with the piano and the strings. Um, again, ominous, brooding. This <laughs> is you could say that about a lot. Of the, you know, almost all the songs on the album. Um, and there's a really nice wee incidental guitar that comes in. It's just kind of palm muted and, but it's clean. It's like we picking at notes, things like that. It's just we again we things that come and go um, on the album. But the um, and our voice again. It's it's weird how much I've actually I'm 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 kind of grown to. Even just go through the album, it's like you know. Again, like I say, the first time was a bit like, you know, okay, let's 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 see. Um, but it's I'm I'm used to her voice now, and so nah. to me it doesn't sound when I listen to it again. You know, the third time or whatever it was, I listened to it. It didn't it didn't sound off key or or <laughs> you know, and, and now and now it just sounds like. It's it's her singing. It's it's the you know, but with the first time, it, it actually it's maybe a little bit kind of like right, okay, I need my brain to kind of almost process this, and now it has. I can actually just hear her, her voice now, and um, yeah. um, on this one again, I, I think she sounds she sounds great. There's a, on the title track as well. Um, her voice is genuinely good on the title track. It's actually it actually sounds good. You know, like, like even yeah. objectively, it sounds good. 
You know, I don't think yeah. anybody could listen and go, you know, they might not be a fan of the song, but I don't think they could listen and go, that's a bad vocal, or that's, that's you know, the vocals are just are not. It, it's, you know, it genuinely sounds like it's 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 good. Um, and I like on Before the Poison with the way the drums come in, and it's kind of got that, that kind of weird time signature. With the, see with yeah. the, the, the chords coming in as well, it's almost, it's almost kind of stumbly. It's kind of like everything just kind of crashes in a little bit. Yeah. And, and I like that about it. You know, it's really rhythmical on the guitar. And um, and so, yeah, that's definitely one of my favourites as well um, on the album. Yeah, but. yeah before, before the Poison, it's quite, it's a bit more rocky. Like you say, yeah. it's got that weird timing when they get the guitars and then it kind of, like you say, it crashes in and you've got PG Harry kind of ah, wailing in the background. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. it, and it... And it is that um, I, I think that probably sounds uh, it's extra gloomy. She's extra kind of dark, lower on uh, when she starts coming in. You know, the, mm-hmm. it, that's how it starts is before the poison, and it's yeah. it's, it's it's proper deep. Eh? So, and it is, you know, she ends up wailing a wee bit on it as well, where it's, you know, when you you're saying about her voice, I think you're right. If if you just hear it, you think that's her voice and that's just like, she's just got one level. Yes. But the more you listen to it, you can hear mm-hmm. the subtleties in her voice yeah. and the, the wee afflictions. And there's at times mm-hmm. where it kind of it, it, it kind of hurts me and pains me yeah. and I believe it. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, there's there's subtleties in her voice where I think, oh, that that's, there's emotion, there's like proper emotion in there yeah. for somebody that's kind of got you know such a kind of unique voice and what a lot of people i would maybe think was just one one thing one yeah 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 one dynamic you know? or whatever yeah, you know yeah. aye, aye. um and I, I think that's the thing I, you know i'd been honest with myself and and you know i might have been slightly cynical about this album um had i just listened to it um if, I, if I'd only listened to, to this album, I'd be able to, and hadn't watched, I hadn't, hadn't delved into Man and Faith, like the documentary, for example. Yeah. And learned a bit more about it. If I'd just listened to this album, I think I'd still be talking to you, saying, you know, I really like this and I like that, and that's, you know, this thing. But I was, I was like, it was the last time I was listening to it, and I was thinking, like, you know, because I like to kind of almost challenge myself in, in the way that, you know, what's, what's, what's going on, what feelings, you know. Um, it it kind of I, I don't I don't do it deliberately. It just kind of comes up and and me. It's hard it's hard to explain. Um, but what I was thinking is like, you know, without knowing her story, would you have been a bit cynical that this is just some contrived like pain or something? Or okay, it's just, just yeah. art, like it's just is it a bit arty and stuff like that? You know, and I, I'd probably be a bit cynical about it. Um, but you're talking about being real and and the, the emotions and all that. Definitely. Now that I know, no. now that I know more about her, it, it, I've said this probably in every podcast. When you know more about someone's story, the music does change. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, it can't not change, you know, because because yeah, you've got that validity and and what she's singing and and um, you know, it, it, it does. It makes a big difference. So yes, so it it's. I can listen to her voice and listen to that kind of, uh, you know, kind of, because it gets a bit like that at times, but I can listen to that and go, aye, man. Do you know what? I, I, I get aye, it. It's kind you of know. apologetic or what? Aye, aye. You know, you know me, like, if I'm, if I'm, I can listen to throwaway stuff and things, but if I'm in with a music, an artist or an, al- 
kind of album I thought I'm in I want to know yeah like, yeah how yeah, did yeah, this come about like yeah, yeah. Quite, like what is you know, I want to know the kind of story and buy into the person mm. and buy into the persona or the act or whatever it is um, or you know ever, I'm wanting to buy into it so and this is one where I buy into her eh? I, yeah, I buy into yeah, the, yeah. the uh, what she's done how she's played things you know um, this, you know, absolutely in this album, I think it's like it's like we were saying an, an authenticity to it, and yes. yeah, uh, like respect eh? is mm. that yep. it's not just because she's went through all like had all this shit, but it's a good album. She Aye. can write, yes, you know, Aye. like she yep. she wrote. Um, there is a ghost that you were mentioning before. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I was listening to that and and list, uh, looking at the lyrics today, and I'm I'm thinking I was trying uh, working out in my head who done what and. Like a time, Marianne. She wrote this. Eh, mm-hmm. it's a good song. It's yeah, a good, yeah. you know. It's kind of simplistic, but the kind of imagination, the the concept of the song. I'm like, no, it's cracking. Like fair play to you, Aye. you know. So and just just to when I'm saying about her looking fab or what, um, the album album cover for this is cool. It's excellent. In fact, I've got it it's just in front cool, of me. It? Yeah, it really is. It's you, and know, you talk so about she, being classy. That's that's fucking classy. It's classy. Yeah, yeah. There's like the silk pillows and yeah, the big yeah. mirror in yeah. the background. Who's, who's the child kind of lying who's on the, the Do you know who the wee girl is? I don't, don't. I don't. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking about that today. I, I don't. And the, right. the wee girl's kind of lying with her head on her lap while Marianne's yeah. got her arms spread out with a yeah. black t-shirt on, and I'm just yeah. like. You look like a classy, definitely classy does, woman does, with a story and that. Yeah, totally. But no, but you're right. It is. It's yeah. a really. And again, you talked about the Liz Fair album cover that could have been today. I mean, look at that. It could be released yesterday, you yeah. know. And, and it's yeah. not. It's I not. I forget aged. that this is twenty year old. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I forget that. Eh? And also, it sounds like it could have been recorded yesterday as well. Yeah. You know, it's not dated sounding in any way. You know, and I think that's largely down to. Aye, okay, some of the some of the minimalist tendencies in the album, but also just the the kind of restraint and production and all that as well. You know, just the yeah. the organic sound to the album. Um, yeah. So I know that the the songs with PJ Harvey were recorded with absolutely no. I think they were recorded on old tapes and what it wasn't. It was oh, it was analog, it was right? Ba- ah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, oh, so maybe something um, to do with it then. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, it was quite simple, and I, I think. Uh, obviously not kind of the Leitner songs obviously I'm kind of biased towards the PG Harvey ones a couple um, a couple I think the first the opening track the Mystery of Love I think Mm -hmm. it's beautiful eh? yeah I think it's a kind of I mean I know the album's kind of dark overall but there's a kind of there's a slight lightness to this one Mm -hmm. and kind of um Sadness rather than 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 dark or anything, and it's um. But my favorite thing musically in this is the weird chord changes that 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 PJ Harvey puts in mm-hmm. with the um the bit when she sings, you know, the the mystery of love belongs to you. It kind of goes the the strange chord change, mm-hmm. changes, which is really typical, like kind of the stuff that that uh, that that um Polly Harvey does. So mm-hmm. um. So yeah, but I think it lends. I think for saying that the 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 kind of dark song that we were speaking about earlier on before the poison, where it that our deep voice kind of lends itself to kind of 
maybe slightly more aggressive thing yeah. uh, song. This one's a kind of lightener song, gentler song, mm-hmm. and I think it still sounds good. So yeah, but that was that. See when see when the the this song came on, obviously being the first song in the album. And my introduction to Marianne Faithful, you know, first song I've ever heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I when it first started within the first minute, I was like, no, I think I'm going to get on with this album. You know, I, I think it's if it goes this way, you know, I think I think this is going to be this is going to be okay. And um, yeah. and it was, and 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 that was it. So it was kind of it was kind of immediate for me. Um. Not immediate that I'm I'm gonna love this album or I'm gonna you know, but it was immediate in the sense that no, this isn't this isn't like kind of I'm not sitting there like kind of like you know sometimes you listen to some new music you're kind of like you you probably don't even realise your face is probably making weird things you yeah. know just like, you're like, yeah you know or, it wasn't like that it was just like right okay yeah this is this is yeah. all right you know so it was quite immediate and I think the album's quite immediate actually. Um, yeah. It's it's not it's not. I don't think it's one of the ones that takes a million listens to to get no, into. You know, it's straightforward. Yeah, it yeah. Is, but it I is, think it's, it again, it's it'll still be one of those albums that will reveal things the more you listen to it. You know. Yeah. But aye. Yeah. What about um, the the kind of oddball in the album for me is Desperanto. So aye, it kind of has one, <laughs> and then there's almost gimmicky like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know. I know but it I is. Wa- I kind of didn't expect it. I'll be honest. Yeah, and I want to hate this song. And and times I thought, nah, I'm no, I'll, I'll skip it. I'm no fussed for this or what. But I've come to realise I fucking love it. I can't, I, I can't help it. It's it's it's, it's I, probably that that. Um, I I'd probably say if I'm being harsh or I'm being completely brutally honest, probably as it gets towards the end of the album, it just kind of maybe. Tails off slightly. It does. It does for tail me. Off. For me, it does. No, no, it does. Um, but Desperanto, um, it's obviously kind of wacky and fucking, you know, nah. Nick Cave. I mean, it's gonna, it kind of makes sense. Um, and it's always this kind of wee talking rappy thing that she's doing or whatever it is. And, yeah, uh, it's in your mouth. It's in your mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's in your mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. That's what I've got written in here. In your mouth is in my notes here. <laughs> Um, and and so as it's kind of I don't know I'm I'm kind of that's maybe the the one that I'm still I'm still it's still working on me a wee bit I don't know yeah I I didn't didn't, like I say I didn't dislike it I just I just don't know yet yeah no the the album does tail off towards the end absolutely and this this is what second from the end uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, second second from from the end yeah so you know it would it, I, I have kind of but obviously I've been forced to I've been listening to it, the full album in the in the last few weeks and and by the end by by the last couple of nights and because I was away seeing PJ Harvey for two nights at the Barrowlands Monday oh, and Tuesday that was night recent, oh, Monday right. and Tuesday uh-huh. yeah so I was I was listening to the album going through going through um, to Glasgow so um, and I, I, I don't know if it was just because I was feeling great and in a great mood and everything, but by the end I'm like proper chanting, everybody loves my baby and that, right? mm, like, I yeah. don't know if it was just because it's kind of lightener or... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but, but yeah, I can see how it kind of needs working on. Same with the last song, the the um, Sydney of Quartz, it's got yeah. that lullaby kind of... Yeah, the, kinda, the, the xylophone type thing and... Uh, yeah, yeah, which I don't like the sound of and, and it kind of... 
Uh, or um, music box. That's probably more noise. Music yeah. box sound than it. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not fussed for it, but I think the lyrics are are, are beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these ones that kind of contrasts with me where where I hear the intro with the kind of music box thing, and I'm I'm just not tuned into the kind of lullaby feel. But when mm-hmm. I when I listen to the lyrics and read it, I can I, I respect it because I think it's I think they're beautiful yeah. lyrics. So, and I think I said I mean even know? even that as well. That was one I was like ah okay. Like the album's ended this way, but um, but again, didn't dislike it. Just I might this I might eventually grow to like it, you know. Um, yeah. At some point, but um, and even in the factory, which is the third from last, um, I I just thought it was okay. Um, yeah. And I th- and I was starting to think maybe maybe at this point it's it's for me it's, it's an, an overload of this stripped down thing that we've been listening to recently because the Liz yeah. Fair one had a lot of stripped down stuff it was just yeah, guitar true. and vocal and then this is kind of similar to that you know certainly for a period of the song and I thought is it maybe is it maybe just because I'm, I've been listening to too much of the same thing recently you know um, not, not that they're similar because the two albums are you know completely different um so I don't know if that that's the reason why. Had, had we not done the Liz Fair one, I might have been more um, with this one. I don't know, but uh, but I wasn't oh, it wasn't amazing to me that one. But um, the 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 one with Damon Auburn, I actually really mm-hmm. like. Actually, um, it's brilliant in it. Last song. Did yeah. I, I? I made the comment in the last podcast about there being somebody on it that I think we've spoke about that you said you couldn't stand. Is it Damon? Is that a, is that a truth? Is that a lie? Have I it, made it? It's nearly the truth. Um, right. I think he's a terrible singer. Right. And I'll stand by that. Um, uh, you know, we could play End of the Century right now. It, you know, that Blur song. He sounds mm-hmm. fucking terrible. And I don't care about this. <laughs> I know, but it's this... this no, no, no. It's, this isn't a Marianne Faithful situation where she's kind of going off key and all that, but there's fucking substance there. No, this is just something that should not be singing. <laughs> Do you know? Fucking hell, man. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but but having enough. having said all that, listen, I, I've, I've owned blood. I, I owned, uh, you know, the you know, the 97 album Blur, you know, the one with like, Song right. 2 on it and Beetle Bomb and all that. I, I owned that, you know, and I used to play it. Um, and it was okay, you know. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't think he's a bad songwriter by any <laughs> means. I think he's a decent songwriter. Um, and and <laughs> I don't think he's a bad guy or anything. I mean, he seems okay. And, and like yeah. I say, he can write songs. and But I, I really like his voice on the Gorilla stuff. Seeing the Gorilla stuff. Oh, I like the Gorilla it's because he, he Gorilla plays, stuffs. I don't listen to Blur at all, but I listen to a bit, a bit Gorilla. Aye, he plays these strengths, and Gorilla's got songs kind of doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna. I see that's that. You've, you know, you're you've, you've fucking found your lane there. Just stick Aye. to that, you know. So I'm, I'm no. I, I, I think he's, I, I think he's a bad singer. Um, certainly in Blur, anyway, when he does all that high shit. I mean, coming back to this song, I really like it. Um, the whole yeah. idea of this, you know, um, greenfields turned to houses and this kind of thing, and you know, and and I think that's really kind of I was like, oh fuck, I right, you know, you know, one minute it's countryside, next minute it's it's not there yeah. anymore, and it's turned into houses and beautiful houses though, which is interesting, you know. But I don't know if that's sarcasm, you know, um, and there I don't really know. I've not really looked at the lyrics beyond what I could hear. 
Yeah, I mean, this is up top there. Up, this is up the top in this album. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the best kind of songwriting contributions to it for me. It's um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is around. We saw the green fields turn into homes and um, such lovely homes and turned into stone, such lo- lovely ho- homes yeah, or stone. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and then it's, you know, it kind of goes into that where she sings, it goes, do what you want to do, bam. And, you know, this, the music on this one is pretty, pretty powerful and dramatic and atmospheric as well. Eh? It sounds, mm-hmm. you know... Even towards the e- the end, it kind of has that spiraling. Mm-hmm. If don't know if you can you can remember it where it sounds that, and then it kind of goes into um, uh, a bit of a wee a wee um, some lyrics at the end. It, it's it is it's it's very Marianne faithful. Like it is dramatic mm. and kind of dark and um, uh, emotive and. Yeah. You know, so and it's something probably a lot of kind of people can relate to if they think that mm. way around yeah. about kind of changing, changing environments, and and but love still being there. I, th- I think it's excellent, eh? Yeah, it's it's, I think um, it's excellent, and he doesn't sing on it, which is good. You know, he doesn't. So. No, <laughs> he just leaves it to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's dark as well. I mean, the, the kind of ending is like it's not a love song; it's the last song for you. You know, it's. Mm. You know, it, 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 there's a kind of love element to it there, but um, yeah, I think it's good. I, I mean, like you say, so, I, so I'm the greenfields. All ah, right, okay. So, is the greenfields turning to houses and turning to stone and all that? Is that honestly? That's so clearly. See, I've, I've taken it at face value. Like, no, I take it literal as well. I right, take right, it right. As, as, as but I wonder as well, if it's. But... I wonder if it's more like you know greenfields it's basically a life that was fresh and kind of yeah, like you know possibly. that's that's turning to stone and turning to you know i don't know but possibly um and, and like like you were saying there i mean I, I love a lot of 90s kind of brit pop and it's a lot of the stuff that i mm. the kind of era that i grew, grew up in but yeah um blur was never one for me never ah, and i don't know why ah, okay. never one for me and you know i love like suede and uh-huh uh, and uh, you know some pulp, you know a lot of the garbage, a lot of garbage, all that sort of stuff. Supergrass. Um, I like a bit of supergrass. Oh, I like a supergrass, I like a bit of supergrass, and I love um, the one where it's all slow motion. The video is all slow motion, and he's. But Blur was never one for me, but I do like the galer- gr- gorillas, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like even and I I might upset you. She he does a song on the new album with Stevie Nicks, and I know you're not a fan of Stevie Nicks, are you? You're not a fan of the woman in Fleetwood Mac, are you? I'm just not a fan of women in general. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, you women just hate artists. Women. The only reason I'm doing this podcast is to try and like, kind of, <laughs> you know, get my women cred up. You know, because uh, I, I don't really believe no. anything I'm saying. You know, it's just I'm, a, I'm the biggest <laughs> misogynist you'll ever meet. You know, I don't think women should no, play just... music. I don't think it should. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but no, but even the Stevie Nicks thing. See, to be honest. I don't have a fucking clue about Stevie Nicks, you know, really. Yeah, um, he does one with Stevie Nicks at the, the new album where it's. I think, like, it, I think it's just more man. Fleetwood Mac. I think it's just more seventies Fleetwood Mac. We see the footies and they're all getting the big fucking shawls on and they're dancing about and you know they're we say music. You know, it's just uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never really taken to them, so, um, so I get it. I'm not a, fl- a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. I'm a Stevie Nicks fan. Yeah, but that's right. His, but I know, think, so. but, but I don't know. But like I say, I don't know. I I I I could say that Stephen X is shite, but 
all right, okay, well, what do you not like about it? Uh, don't know. It's just shite, all right? It's just shite, exactly. You know, so, no, 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 it's more Fleetwood Max. I don't really, I don't like, um, certainly the, the 70s. But again, you hear something like The Chain, you go, that's pretty fucking good, though. <laughs> you know, there is, an odd, there is the odd thing you go, oh, fair play, you know, that is that is pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of their kind of bigger ones, I know we're kind of go, right, go, going off, but a lot of their bigger ones, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is a hit, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's got something to it. it uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, but I, so... Um, You're saying Damon Albond on a song with, with Stevie Nicks, is that With Stevie Nicks on it, and I right, right, listen right. to it, and I'm like, God, this is a song for the summer, man. It's mm-hmm. it's proper, it's proper, it's a good tune, eh? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so... So aye, so he must, he's obviously writes a bit for a lot of kind of different people and yeah. like I say, he wrote up for Marianne Faithful on an album she did before this where she collaborated with like um, Jarvis Cocker and Beck and and, and that, so, yeah, so right. um, but it was but a bit a bit more up, a bit happier than this, than this album, mm-hmm. which isn't for me. That's why I uh, picked this. I don't like happy. It's shiny be, stuff, man. If it's happy, it's got to be done a certain way, man. There's, there's yeah, a fine line. Even if it's line. happy, it still needs to be sad. Ah, still something needs to be like that. sadness ah, in that ah, happy. Yep, yep. Ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, there's a fine line there. Like, I think my friends have is a happy song. Because she's singing about mm. her pals being there for her. And, mm. and like... But even in that happiness, it's like I, the, you know, they'll like me. They'll like me for my crooked features. Help me fix right, my crooked I remember that. Line. So it's not yeah. even. It's yeah. not even like th- th- be my friend because I'm fabulous. It's be my friend. You know, even though I'm shit at times or mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, no yeah. perfect or what. Mm-hmm. Eh? So, yep. so that's the kind of happiness I kind of like. Mm-hmm. And so, aye, aye. <laughs> like me for everything, not just the nice stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> know so, totally, um, totally. So I think we've maybe covered Aye, everything. The, the, the majority. Crazy, crazy love, I think. Um, did we talk about that? Crazy love, I don't know if we did. Yeah. Um, this is this is one I freaking love the violin. Ah, uh, yes. The violin uh, comes in and uh, it. That, yeah. that is, that's the peak of this song for me is where it's like, it's another kind of beautiful... You know, crazy love is all around us, and and and, mm. and it's it's a story. It's a kind of narrative of a girl going out and then a guy going out, and and but when that violin comes in, it's like a lead guitar. It's Aye, like totally, it, you know. So uh, and this is the one I'm sure the bad seeds play on. It's the mm. it's um, done by Nick Cave in the bad seeds, and I'm like, yeah, it's just love that violin. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Nick Cave live? Yeah, I've only seen him once. At the academy, probably I've probably told you a story before. The tallest gig I've ever been in my life. No, I don't think so. Everybody was like fucking huge, and I could I couldn't really? see anything. They were, everybody was massive, and I'm like, my. Oh, I know David. He, I know he's a big dude. You know what I mean? Big as lanky well. guy. Aye. aye. So it was like, man, fucking hell, man, and I couldn't really. And I'm, I'm just I'm the height of shite, you know. So just attracted <laughs> other lanky guys. <laughs> exactly, aye. He's my man, <laughs> but aye, tallest gig I've ever been to. Um, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. it. Was it was my older brother? He's a fan. He's he's a big fan of that cave. And when was it? Do you remember? Was it? I'm gonna say I think I think I was still at uni at that point. So I'm gonna say about 2005, something like that. 2005, right? Something like that. Aye, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, that might have been time. the same tour. That might have been the same tour I seen. Uh, maybe it was a couple of years after, but it could have been because I seen him in in Edinburgh. So right, it was at right. the. Sh- a shot all, I'm sure. So, um, 
um, and it was a big piano, and you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like Nick Cave, eh? Aye. So I can't, I can't, I can't be absolutely all like submerged in it, like I can with other albums, but uh, other artists, but something like like the Boatman's Call, and you know, like even like murder ballads and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, Into My Arms is one of my favourite songs of all time. I think it is fucking stunning. Well, that's the thing. You're mentioning all these titles, and it doesn't really mean it. I, I, Does I, it not? No, it, it's it's familiar to me. The the I mean, it's murder songs and all that, you know, and murder ballads. Yeah. Murder ballads. Sorry, yeah, that no. that rings a bell. Um, so there's titles that ring a bell, but I, I couldn't put them to tunes. Um, that's nah. and and even seeing that cave live, like I say, it was a, one of those spare ticket situations. Nah. Where, ah, fine, I'll jump along, and I really enjoyed the gig, you know. But it wasn't enough to hook me. It wasn't enough to. Yeah, I, get I, it. I started seeking out the albums, or or you know. Um, but I but I definitely enjoyed the performance, and you must have heard you know. the ones that he done with like Kylie and. Aye, when she's connection on a lot of coughing and stuff in the video and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the one with PJ Harvey isn't the same album. It's it's it was kind of big at the the time as well. Kind of all these people that collaborated on it. So there's Henry mm-hmm. Lee with PJ Harvey, and then uh, they call me the Wild Rose, which is the one. I thought that would have been like you would have heard it on radios and all that. Aye, no, Even that just, one, that one, yes. Uh, I, I I I would need to hear it again before I. But all oh, right, yeah. I remember this, but I couldn't. I can't recall it in my memory, kind of thing. Yeah, but I remember the he video. Makes the joke. Remember the video yeah, being kind of ma- dark and stuff, you know. He makes the joke. He's pretty witty. I quite like right. his style. He makes the joke about how that like saved him from being in debt and how that just kind of right. like it, right. it was just purely like financial. Like, <laughs> yeah, as much just... as I think it, I'm not. I'm not saying he's no, knocking he's, he's, Kylie in any no, stretch. No, he's but probably it was proud like, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so like I say, people ups, a lot of fans or whatever, if you want to call them that, obsess over the fact that PJ Harvey and Nick Cave were once together and can, I've never got over it. And um, he came out, and they've never publicly spoke. They very rarely publicly spoke about it. And um, when he, he, I don't know if he wrote his book, but there was kind of love letters that were published. And and a lot of the boatman's, I'm sure it's a boatman's call, is is written about PJ Harvey, and uh, or supposedly. And um, he wrote, he published kind of love letters that he wrote to her, and a lot of them were really beautiful and and really intimate and kind of fascinating fascinating to see but he he i wish i had the quote now i've said but he made the point like she was how it kind of ended was she was really pissed off probably with his infidelities and his heroin use and everything like that and uh basically that they were both too pig-headed or their egos were too big for them Mm -hmm. to kind of be able to have anything sustainable and he was that shocked or he was that you know, she phoned him in a hotel room to say it was over and he was that shocked the needle nearly fell out his arm and I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You know? Yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. dark, man, dark. Yeah, so so that, I suppose that is Marianne Faithful's Before the Poison and a bit of everything and a bit of... As I said, an excellent piece of work. Really is. Yeah. And, and, um, and again, if I owned it, I'd probably play it. Yeah, but it's good. the owning it. I don't Good. know. I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd buy it yet. But if I, it's one of the ones again, if I saw it, I was flicking through and it was like a tenner or something. Aye, all right. Yeah, you go. Do you know what I mean? I get it. It's one of the ones. And if it, yeah, if anything, I mean, the the, the Misty podcast is about 
dispelling the myths about that we have yes, our myths and absolutely. I think we can definitely say that this has been done in this case because you've thought one 100%. thing of it the only thing. Yes, yes. You know? But as but and that's that's the thing, it's like if 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 she gets mentioned by anybody um in a negative way, fine, I'll hear what they've got to say. Oh I don't but it's got to be fair now because I know more about yeah. her and I could yeah. say, actually no, you've got that completely wrong. Yeah, here's, here's, yeah here's, I like that. Here's a story, you know. I like um, that. Uh, so, and I think that's that's good. That's important. Um, just just with anybody's story, just to kind of set the record straight a wee bit, and even if if yeah, it's for yourself, like for yourself, even you know. Um, yeah. So no, this has been this has been an education, and a very good one, yeah, good. and a very pleasing one, yeah. as well. Good. So yes. good. So, um, on to your choice now for the next one. I am oh, fucking struggling again. Right, that's I. Right, okay, right. This is the one that I thought after I gave you Misfits. I thought, oh, yeah. maybe I should have done this one instead. Now, before I tell you what it is, it's, they're a band from Northern Ireland. Okay. Um, there's three of them. Very big in the 90s. Still about these days, but not as effective as they, they once were. Still a very good live band, and this is this is actually their fifth album that I'm going to get you to to, to look at. Their first two releases were kind of mini albums on independent okay. labels. Then they get picked up by A and M for their 19, 1992 album Nurse. Then the album after that was Trouble Gum, but the one I'm going to get you to listen to is Infernal Love, and it's by Therapy. Okay. So it's therapy with a question mark. That's that's the name of the oh, band. Therapy. Ah, it's like that. <laughs> um. So yeah, they have they have been about for for a long, long, long time. Um. Now this album that I'm giving you is not my favourite therapy album. Okay. Um. But it's one that I think you might might find something in. Um, okay. Again, continuing the theme of lyrics that are a bit out there or kind of evocative or whatever you might find a bit of that in there um, some okay. of it to your ears will probably sound pretty straight and kind of you know not that challenging in, in any real way um, but it's an album that's got a kind of the album before it Trouble Gum 1994 Trouble Gum so this was this kind of it was like kind of bubble gum I mean, the album's called Trouble Gum, so it's that play on Bubble Gum. But it's kind of like, you know, um, throwaway kind of punk punk pop songs, really. Um, okay. But done in a kind of twisted, cynical way. It's kind of it's weird. It's not like done in like a Green Day way. It's done in a kind of, we are, we are from Northern Ireland kind of way, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know. Like a kind of mocking. Aye, aye. It's kind of tongue in cheek, a lot of it. And it's kind of like, you right. know, so it's, it's kind of a bit like that. And uh, I mean that album was huge. It did. It, I mean, I think it sold quite. I think it probably sold about half a million or something. So it was pretty, pretty big stuff. Um, and then they kind of, and this album they got darker, and they they kind of changed up a wee bit. So there's some of the vibes on it that you would expect from them, but there's also things on it that they tried and experimented with and did a few different things with. And I think it's. And when it came out at the time, I was 16 when it got released in 1995. And I remember it, it took me a wee while to come round to it because it was okay. different and it was a wee bit kind of. I'm not really sure about this. And sonically, it wasn't quite what I wanted, you know, production wise and things like that. But that's just. That was just where I was at when I was at, at that age. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I've never heard of them. 
N- not a clue. Right. Not good. That's good. All. That's good. But you know, I'm a nineties kind of yeah kid, so uh-huh. so I, I I like to hear kind of how this fits into what I know what's going on at the time. And yeah. So aye. There were one of those that. one of those bands therapy that where um, you would read about them in NME and Melody Maker, and you'd read about mm-hmm. them in Kerrang. They kind of they kind of right, straddled okay. both because they had the kind of kind of heavier side of things, but they also had that kind of indie. But certainly before, you know, if I was to tell you to listen to a nineteen ninety two album, um, Nurse, it's that's got more of an alternative vibe on it as well. So you could okay. see why they like Melody Maker and NME were were, were you know um, featuring them and, and and things like that. So yeah, Inferno Love by Therapy. Yeah, that's right. that's the next Sounds album good. then. Aye, the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. This has been for Marianne Faithful's uh, Before the Poison and next Inferno Love by Therapy. So I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So Ma. All right. <laughs> right. Take care. Bye bye. This is me trying to work. Yeah, this is me trying to work out how it can end this. End day, so like. Right. Okay. Catch us later. Take care, everyone. Get up, yous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.